Reykjala in modern Swedish was a legendary island where the devil held his earthly court during a witch's Sabbath. This island could only be reached by a magical flight. It was described as a delicate large meadow, whereof you can see no end. Hello and welcome back to History Obscura. This week we're taking another quick break from the insane asylums of early New York City and focusing on some witchly trials. Please enjoy. Once upon a time, in 1613, Malin Matsdorf was of Finnish heritage, married in Sweden. She married Eric Nilsson, who worked within the manufacture of nails and other metal threads, and had two daughters with him, Anna and Maria, Eric's daughter. In 1668, her spouse was executed for having had intercourse with a cow. He had been reported by their eldest daughter, Anna, at that time 13 years old, who reported him after the sisters had been brought home after having run away from home because of the beatings of their father, after which their father ordered their mother to beat them again. During the beating, Anna reportedly said to him, God knows mother beats, and you beats, and I shall no longer remain silent. Such a sin you have committed all the time standing on a chair over our black cow like a rooster over a hen. Malin Matt's daughter remarried, a man by the name Anders Aronson. After her remarriage, her daughters left home, stating the frequent arguments between her and the new spouse as reason. Very little is known about Malin Man's daughter, other than fragments that came forward during her trial, which was also not very much. Her profession is unknown. She's mentioned to have been active as a midwife at one occasion, but it's not known whether it was her regular profession. Though described as poor, in 1676, she owned her own house in Maria Birgit in Stockholm, and she'd been hired as a midwife by Anna Zippel. But there's no information that she was a professional midwife, and she's not referred to as such in her court proceedings. In fact, in court protocol, she's referred to by the sobriquet Rumper Malin. The meaning of the word Rumper is unknown, but it is similar to the term Rumpox, which was a contemporary pejorative used for stupid people. Since 1668, a national witch hunt raged through Sweden, since the accusation of Marit John's daughter by Gertrude Sven's daughter in Delarna, resulting in the establishment of witch commissions around the nation and execution of about 280 people accused of abducting children to the witches' sabbath of Satan in Blockula, and often judged upon the testimonies of children. 
The Swedish witch frenzy reached its peak with the Torsaker witch trials in 1675 and reached the capital of Stockholm the same year with the Gavelboy, which led to a witch trial in the congregation of Katarina Church, known as the Katarina Witch Trial. Children and teenagers of the Katarina Parish started to follow the example of the Gavelboy by pointing out women for abducting them to Satan. The trial began in July 1676, when Malin Matt's daughter was reported for witchcraft by her 19-year-old daughter, Maria, Eric's daughter. Her reported statement went as follows. The true daughter of Rumpauer Malin, Maria, Eric's daughter, age 19, were called upon and confessed that she had had the same night been abducted by Anna, wife of Satan, who sells beer at Del Arzo, to whom she had been lost at games by her mother. Thereafter, she began to take her every night to Blockula. Malinman's daughter was questioned and cautioned to tell the truth. She was thoroughly questioned regarding her religious instruction. When asked to recite the creed, she answered that she could not bother to read and barely knew the Lord's Prayer. Her language difficulties attracted attention when she had difficulty reading the prayers the court instructed her to. She did not know them herself, and even had trouble repeating them when they were read to her. The court noted that she hesitated in a suspicious way when she was to repeat the prayers word by word. The fact that she had trouble reading was in fact uncommon in 17th century Stockholm, since the Swedish Church Ordinance of 1571, every citizen, regardless of class or sex, was by law required to be able to read, so that they may be able to read the Bible. The fact that she seems to have preferred Finnish was not considered strange by the court, as the capital had a great Finnish minority from the nearby province who even had their own congregation. However, what was regarded suspicious for a person accused of consorting with the devil was, rather, the fact that she had difficulty to read and pronounce words from the Holy Scripture. Her daughter Maria testified that Malin took both her and several children to Satan in Blockula, and that Satan himself, the mean one, appeared in court long black and with horns, standing by her mother, holding her skirt and whispering in her ear never to confess. Malin was ordered by the court to fall on her knees and pray to be able to confess, and after having obeyed, her daughter stated that she could no longer see the devil. Ten-year-old boy Matthias Wallendorf and seven-year-old girl Margreta Joran's daughter, both testified to have been abducted by Malin to Blockula, and they supported Maria Eric's daughter in her words that Satan appeared behind Malin, cautioning her not to confess. The married woman, Gertrude Matt's daughter, testified that Malin had abducted her children to Satan 16 times before losing them in a game 
to another woman accused of sorcery, one Anna Simon's daughter, Hack, and that Malin had abducted them 14 times while in prison. The children of Gertrude Matt's daughter testified that they had been beaten by Malin to prevent them from testifying, and Gertrude testified that she had seen her children endure fits while being supernaturally beaten by Malin from prison, and that she would rather see them die than suffer, and that she would kill Malin herself if she was not executed. Malin's eldest daughter, Anna, supported her sister's testimony that their mother took them to Satan. But when she stated that she herself had started to abduct children there, she was also placed under arrest. The court did ask Maria Eric's daughter if she was trying to have her mother executed in order to inherit their house, but she denied it. Malin's husband is not mentioned much during the trial and was never called to testify. The court was convinced of her guilt by the testimony of her own daughters, combined with her lack of religious knowledge and difficulty reading prayers. She commented on the testimony of her daughters with the words, My God, let them go there forever. There being Blockula. She stated that she did not mind dying when her own daughters testified against her. Her daughters being questioned again stood by their testimonies, as Malin stood by her denial. Such firm denial was often regarded as a sign that the devil assisted the witch to withstand interrogations. She accused her daughters of a bad lifestyle, and when the court asked her to specify, she answered with such language that her answer was in fact never written down in court protocols because they were offensive to decent ears. On the 16th of July, 1676, Malin, Matt's daughter, was judged guilty, as charged, by a unanimous court on the testimonies of her daughters and sentenced to be executed. The method of execution was the subject of debate in the Royal Witchcraft Commission, who was to decide between three alternatives. The first was customary execution by decapitation, followed by public burning of the corpse. The second was that she would be subjected to torture prior to the first alternative, and the third option was that she would be executed by being burned alive. The last alternative was given majority vote. The clerical commissioner, Carolinus, stated in his vote that the honor of God should be regarded before the personal pain of Malin, and that she should be given a taste of what was awaiting her in hell after having seduced so many souls to Satan. Commissioners Ivar and Norius motivated their vote by the deterring effect such a method would have upon the public and her accomplices and Commissioner Dr. Urban Hyarn suggested that she be tortured with hot iron prior to execution, which would make her unconscious and unable to feel pain, because her death would otherwise be too cruel. The suggestion was revoked, with the view, expressed by a priest, 
that the honor of the name of God was more important than Malin's personal experiences. She was, instead, to be given a bag of gunpowder secured around her neck to make death quicker. Because the court was convinced of her guilt, her refusal to admit guilt made her position worse in the eyes of the court. One suggestion was that, at the place of execution, she would be given a last chance to confess her sin. If she did so, she would be decapitated before being burned. Malin Matt's daughter, as it were, was the only person of almost 300 people executed during the great Swedish witch hunt of 1668 to 1676 to be executed by being burned alive instead of by decapitation. The execution was performed in the square of Hotoriet in Stockholm, the 5th of August, 1676. Malin, Matt's daughter, was to be executed alongside Anna, Simon's daughter, Hack, who had also been accused and sentenced to death on the testimony of her own children, but was to be executed the normal way by decapitation before burning. Anna, Simon's daughter, was described as fully in humility and respect and behaved as was expected of her, and though she did not directly say she was guilty, she behaved as was expected by a guilty person, and by her remorse, her psalms, and by falling on her knees and lifting her head and hands to the sky, confirmed the justice in the verdict and the justice in the world, as it was said. According to contemporary witnesses, Malin Matt's daughter behaved with great dignity and courage during her execution. When asked to take the hand of her daughter to make peace with her before death, she refused. She did not seem to fear death much, courageously mounting the stake, and even the official execution protocol noted that she was very tough. She spoke calmly with the executioner, allowing him to fasten her with iron by her hands and feet, and the bag of gunpowder was placed around her neck to hasten death. She talked back to the priests with her head held high when they pleaded with her to acknowledge her sin, maintaining her innocence. When her daughter cried out and appealed to her to admit her crimes, Malin delivered her daughter in the hands of the devil and cursed her for eternity. But though all of this was both horrifying and pathetic to look upon, those who suffered death did not shed one tear, but stood by their standpoint of innocence with an unnatural courage. Tradition claims that Malin, Matt's daughter, did not scream, but died in silence, just as a witch should. Thank you for listening. Please consider giving us a cup of tea via the link in the show notes or going to buymeacoffee.com and searching for History Obscura. I'll talk to you next week. Good night. Good night.